Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. The more I read about this apostolic, the more I'm on a mission to get everybody in this church, if you belong here, uh, to become apostolic Christians. Uh, I'm going to even ask you uh, to purchase a book start reading because I will start um, teaching out of this book. I'm going to start today uh, the ABCs of Apostleship Discipling uh, Apostolic Christians. The ABCs of Apostleship I think that's right Discipling uh, Apostolic Christians uh, you can get the book on Amazon, but you can get it in ebook on Paula Price's website. I prefer ebook. I don't really like book, uh, but you can get the ebook on Paula Price. I don't know her email address. Uh, just, just type, just Google Paula Price Ministries. It's on the ebook. The ebook is not on Amazon. The ebook is on her website, but the hard, hard copy is on Amazon, and you can also get it at her website as well. Uh, we'll be teaching a lot from this book. How long are you going to be on the apostolic? I don't know. It's going to be a long time. Um, something that has pricked my heart that is bothering me, one of the, one of the duties of an apostle is he is a defender of truth. Uh, and we got a lot of trash in the body of Christ, uh, a lot of erroneous teachings in the body of Christ, a lot of unbiblical doctrine in the body of Christ. Uh, the, I think Paul calls it uh, the doctrines of devils uh, that is being taught in the body of Christ. And it is, let me tell you something, uh, uh, not necessarily is the church under attack. Not necessarily, but more so, more so, Jesus, the Christ, the head of the church, is up on the great attack and the church as well. But it's more so our, our king, Jesus Christ, who is under attack. And he's been under attack ever since he came into the earth realm. If that were not so, remember in the book of Matthew, when the king Jesus was born, uh, there were some magis that came and said, where is the king of the Jews? Y'all remember that? Y'all remember your little Christmas story? They said, where's the king of the Jews? And, and then uh, King Herod said, won't y'all come on here and show, show me where he is and what time was he born? What year was he born? Now, I think it had been like three or four years that Jesus had already been born, I believe. And so when he came, when they came, uh, Herod got mad. Now, if you, in, if you studied the King Herod, he was a paranoid, schizophrenic king. He, was, he killed even his own people, his own family members. He was, he was very paranoid, very schizophrenic. He was very scary. So when he heard about a king of the Jew, king of the Jews being born, he's like, where he at? Where he at? Where he at? Where he at? Somebody's going to threaten my kingdom? Somebody's going to do it? I got to kill him. I got to kill him. So Jesus has been under attack. Since he came here. And so the Christian faith, if you look at it, look at all of the laws now. Look at all of the laws now. Look at all of the laws now. They are attacking Christianity. Are they not? 
They want to they silence preachers, especially if you don't agree with the LGBTQI community. No, I'm serious. They are trying to silence the church, and you have witches and warlock and legislating in the judici judicial system. I can't nobody say in the House of Representatives, in the Senate. You got people in high offices that are witches, but everybody in the church wants to be, y'all just want to be in the church. You don't think there's more important areas than being just in a, in a house like this. But you, tell me, touch your neighbor and say, you got, to be in, you got to be outside. You've got to affect the seven mountains. Oh, everybody say the seven mountains. I heard about this teaching on Wednesday night. Touch your neighbor and say, we've got to affect the seven mountains. But it first must start in your house. With you being solid, could you defend the faith? Could you defend this Christianity that you serve? I can't hear nobody say nothing. Can you defend the faith? Can, it's, it's called apologetics. What is the reason? Why, why do you serve this Jesus that you serve? Why do you serve him? Why do you serve him? Why are you saved? Are you saved just to get out of hell? Just to get out of hell free card? Why are you saved? I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you some questions right now. Why, why, why are you saved? I'm, and I want somebody to raise their hand or just, or just start popping up answers. Why are you saved? Why are you saved? What do you save for? Everlasting life. Come on. To share the good news of the gospel. Come on. Be the example of, come on, come on. Let me a trick question. Save from my dysfunctional self and pull others out of theirs. Do y'all not know that that's apostolic? You all should be witnessing to others to pull them out of their dysfunction, but make sure you're not in dysfunction first. All right, they didn't like that. They didn't go too well. So let's look at uh, our foundational scriptures. Um, that's 1 Corinthians 12, right? 28. When you have it, say amen, and then have your finger in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. What you got? 12, what? 28. Ephesians, what? 4.11. Y'all need to know these scriptures by heart. What are they? 1 Corinthians. Ephesians, what? All right, I'm going to give you another scripture that's going to uh, pull all this together in a few minutes as we get going. All right? And God has appointed what? God has appointed these in the church. What's first? What's second? Doctrine. What's third? Amen. And after that, what? Healing. Come on. Healing. Healing, helps, administration, varieties of tongue. All right, let's flip over to Ephesians chapter 4.
Let's read it. And he himself, this is Christ, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Now, let me throw a monkey wrench in this, um, this scripture right here. Everybody cannot handle an apostle. Everybody cannot sit under an apostle. That's why he gave some apostles to a certain people that can handle apostles' teaching. He gave some to be pastors. If you like to be touched, blah, 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 called upon, stroked, all that kind of stuff, he gave some to be pastors to people who like pastoral-type teaching. Amen? And then there are some, there are some people that like evangelist-type teaching. And then there are some that like teachers. Amen? So if there are different groups of people that are assigned to, to these five-fold ministry offices. If, like I said, everybody cannot handle an apostle's teaching because apostles can be very controversial. They're very direct. They can seem mean and brute at times, and some of y'all can't handle that. It sure is quiet in this house. All right, let's keep on. Now ask your neighbor. Could you, can you handle an apostle, or do you like pastoral type? Uh, the fact that some of y'all keep coming, you must like, you must like uh, apostolic teaching. Um, some of y'all ain't said nothing. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to get you in a minute. Let's go here. Let's do that. So one of the job descriptions of an apostle or apostolic people, and as we continue teaching, especially from the ABCs of, apostle, uh, of apostleship, uh, making apostolic Christian, you're going to have to get this book because it's going to help you uh, come into the vision and the commission of this house of the apostle of the, uh, the apostles of these houses. It's going to help you come alongside of us and build with us. Now, uh, how many of y'all, mm, Lord have mercy, how many of y'all were tough before y'all got saved? Ooh. Yeah, Janelle, yeah, I can see that, I can see that. Who else, come on, raise your hands if you was about it, about it, prior to salvation, that you didn't, you didn't take nothing. I'm, I'm going to come for you in a minute. Just, just, just hold on. Just hold on. Uh, you know, my nature, I, I don't know y'all, I know me. My nature is that uh, I don't cuss. I don't cuss. But I am about it, about it. Now, when I was unsaved, 
If you cross me, I'm coming for you. Now, if you cross me in the spirit realm, I mean, you know, now, you're not going to get a cuss. Uh, you might get a fuss. I might let you know. Uh, try Jesus. Don't try me. I'm saved, and I'm, I can be meek. But don't let my meekness fool you. It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. There are some times when people will try you, and you will have to, in a godly way, check you. Just to, just to let you know, don't, don't do that. Now, with that same nature, because of my nature, when it comes to the things of God, that same bowdy bowdy nature, a defender of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're going have to have to have to have that same characteristic, but it's got to be sanctified and purified to defend the faith. Because shouldn't nobody be able to come up to you and dissuade you from Jesus? To make you turn your back on Jesus. Should nobody be able to come up to you and say, I don't believe in Jesus. And you just sit there and take it and not defend the faith. Because you do the body of Christ and the headship, the Lord Jesus Christ, a disservice when you cannot stand up and defend, and defend this faith that, you, that Jesus died for and that you gave your life to as well. You know the Muslims, the Muslims, the Muslims, the Jehovah Witnesses, they be out there. Sometimes they knock on your door. And guess what? They know more about your Bible than you know about your Jesus. And they can defend their faith to the T. But when it comes to the Christians, do, can we really defend the faith like the other religions? You know why? Because we don't study. We don't read. Muslims, Buddhists, all those people, they are die hard for their religion. But when it comes to us Christians, they make a mockery. And no wonder there are herds of people leaving Christianity and going to other religions because we can't even defend our Jesus. And because we don't even live the lifestyle that reflects this Jesus that we talk about. Why is it quiet in here? Why don't, when people go to prison, why is it they come out Muslim? And guess what? Minister Katanji, they have laws and, and, and restrictions of diet in the Muslims. When y'all get in Christianity, y'all don't want to let nothing go. I just, I, it's my life, and I feel like I can just do what I want to do. But when it comes to the other religions, they pray certain times of the day. They don't care if, if they're at work, if they're Muslims at work in my job, they will get in a corner at a certain time of the day and they will start praying. But when it comes to the people that they call themselves Christian, y'all can't even pray one minute. Can't get you to fast. And no wonder other people are attracted to other religions because they see something working for them, even though it's false. 
but they see a lifestyle that matches their false god. And us, we have a hard time. Stop looking at porn. Stop touching yourself. Stop stealing. Stop lying. Stop gossiping. When all the other people are doing what their God commands them to do. They're going to be at the Buddhist temple. They're going to be at the, at the mosque. They're going to be there, uh, Ramadan, all, the, all these religions. But when they come, to, we're going to have prayer. Can't find you with a flashlight. We're going to have Bible study. Can't find you with a flashlight. But you're going to come to church on Sunday if you, if you feel like it. Then you wonder why the witches and the psychics are winning people over because they got power. And you got the Holy Ghost and still can't win nobody. Coming for you today. Coming for you today. What are you saved for? Ask your neighbor, what are you saved for? Why are you saved? Why did you get saved? Because Big Mama told you you need to get saved. Well, then you need to throw that religion away. Ask your neighbor, why are you saved? Answer them back. Why are you saved? Come on, this is a conversation. It ain't for you to look crazy and not answer them. Because y'all done got mad. So one of the job descriptions of an apostle is they are defenders of the faith. Everybody say defenders of the faith. Sometimes apostles, as I've said this er, uh, early on in the messages, but you probably forgot it anyway. Sometimes uh, apostles or apostolic people, but more so apostles, can be labeled as troublemakers because we are confrontational. Everybody say confrontational. Defender of the faith. So let's look at Philippians 1 and 17 real quickly. If you're going to be saved, be saved. Did you hear? Did you hear what I say? If you're going to be saved, if you're going to be totally sold out for the Christian faith, be totally sold out. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. If you're going to be in, be all the way in and live the life of the Jesus that you confess and profess. It's quiet in here. Paul is talking to the church of Philippi. Paul says, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. You look at the, the, the Paul's life. Paul, as I told you before, he was shipwrecked, beaten naked, made a mockery out of. He went through a lot to preach the gospel, and not one time did he think about quitting because of the hard trials that he had gone through. Now, none of us have been beaten. 
None of us have been stoned for the gospel's sake, even though it's happening over, uh, over in other countries across the waters. I can't hear nobody say nothing. But, but, but this man was willing to put his life on the line for the sake of the gospel. Can we do that? Can we do that? Can we do that? There is a culture that the enemy is trying to bring in into the Christian faith that is ungodly. The church, when we come together, it is, to clean, it is to sanctify you and to purge you from the old gods that you used to serve and their ways that's living inside of your soul. I can't nobody say nothing. You cannot hang on to that old stuff and... And even though we have personal deliverance sessions, you still have a responsibility after your deliverance session to maintain your deliverance. It's not up to us. To, you, do, you do us and yourself a disservice to keep coming to personal deliverance for the same old thing. It's quiet in here today. I know I'm cutting you today. I'm cutting you. I'm cutting you. I'm cutting you. I'm cutting you. Because it's time for the true Christians to stand up and say, uh-uh, we're not allowing the culture of the world to influence me when we have a kingdom culture on the inside of us and a king on the inside of us. We should be influencing the culture, not the culture of the world influencing the folks that's, uh, that's in God. Why y'all quiet? Everybody say defender of the faith. Signs and wonders follow the preaching and teaching of the apostles because God confirms the truth the apostle speaks. Apostolic anointing is at times confrontational only to defend truth. Galatians 2.14, let's read that. Galatians Start at verse 11. Galatians 2. Paul confronts Peter. Sometimes, oh my God, with this gospel, we got to be confrontational. Now, when Peter had come to Antioch, everybody say Antioch, I withstood him to his face. Because he was to be blamed. For certain men came from James who would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision, the Jews. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him. So that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not straightforward about the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter in front of everybody, if you being a Jew live in the manner of Gentiles and not as the Jews, why do you compel Gentiles to live as Jews? So what was going on here, there were some Jews that showed up. Now Peter was eating with the Gentiles, but when his homies came, when his homies came, 
He acted like he didn't know who they were and didn't want to be associated with the Gentile. But you was hanging and preaching with the Gentile. But, so when, when Paul and his, his, Paul showed up, he's like, oh, no, uh-uh, you a hypocrite. And sometimes you may have to call people who call themselves saved to the carpet. Did not Paul say in Corinthians, he said, now, I can't judge folks out in the world. They doing what they supposed to do. But I can judge you folks who say you saved in the church and say you got the Holy Ghost and I see you doing something you ain't got no business to do. I can judge you. Oh, it got real tight up in here. I can call my brother and sister to the carpet if I see them doing something they have no business doing. Now we've gotten to a place now. But also, there's a way that you confront them. Now, Paul had to get Peter together in front of people because he was doing it openly. You know, growing up, uh -uh, when, I, when I took my kids when they were smaller, if we would go to the store, I say, now, look, go in here, you coming with me, don't you touch nothing, and don't you embarrass me, because where you embarrass me, I'm going to embarrass you. Wherever you do it, that's where you're going to get got. Uh, anybody grew up like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yesterday, we went to, I went out to eat, and, uh, I saw this mama with this baby girl. Oh, she pitched the fit. <laughs> she didn't want to mind. She didn't want to mind. So she, she sat her down on the thing. <laughs> well, no tears coming out. <laughs> I said, Lord, let me have her for about two seconds. Let me have her because I straightened all that up. And the mama just sitting there. You screaming like somebody abusing you? No, no, I'm finna get you. Cause you embarrassing me. And so, let, but, but so, so sometimes it has to be confrontational, but also your confrontational can be in private. It does not necessarily have to always be in front of people. Oh, oh. So let this, this, so I had to throw that out there. Sometimes you have to be confrontational. If you see your brother or sister doing wrong, go to them. Hey, I saw you. That ain't right. And then you have to be able to take it. Y'all gets mad and leave. Because you don't like correction. Because you're prideful. You're full of yourself. Can't nobody correct me. But then you... Let's move on. So Galatians 2.14, Paul confronts Peter. Truth, let me tell you, truth, everybody say truth. Truth, truth everybody say truth. truth. Everybody say truth. truth. Holler back at your boy and say truth. truth. Truth will cause division. Truth 
will cause division. Look around in this house. Who gone? Truth will cause division because people don't like truth. They like lies. When you start calling people on the carpet about their sins and their sinful ways and they call themselves a Christian, they don't like to be corrected. Truth will divide. like him. All brothers and sisters because of what he stood for. Let's go here. Let's go to Jude chapter 1. So apostles are set for the defense of the gospel. Apostles, not only apostles, but apostolic people. They are set for the defense of the gospel. Everybody said we are set for the defense of the gospel. Now make sure, I got to go back here, make sure first you ain't doing the same thing before you confront somebody about what they're doing. If you hoeing, don't come to me if, if I'm drinking. Because that's the pot calling the kettle black. Why y'all not saying nothing? If you lying and you got a boyfriend in your house, I can't nobody say nothing, and then you going to come to me about being at the club, shut your mouth and get the log out of your eye before you try to get the beam out of my eye. Touch the neighbor said, let's make, we, let's make sure we living right first before we try to confront, and we ain't got no hidden sins. Just because you can see mine, I can't see yours. Don't, don't come for me, because the Holy Ghost will give me a prophetic eye, and I read all your mail. Sing that Baptist song we used to sing back in the time, Chapel Missionary. Blessed quietness, holy quietness. Uh oh, y'all don't know that? Okay. Jude said, everybody say Jude. We're in the book of Jude. There's only one chapter. If you go past that, then you, you don't know your Bible. <laughs> it's only one chapter. Jude said, he said, uh, beloved, while I was very diligent to write you concerning our common salvation, he said, but I find it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend. Everybody say contend. Yeah. Earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness. Y'all know this hyper-grace message that everybody's preaching now. Does it, God loves you. He understands. And he, you know, he just gives you grace and grace and grace and grace. And he just pours out his grace on you. Yeah, but his grace is not a license to sin. So your neighbor said his grace is not a license to sin. 
His grace, his, his love, his favor, his mercy, is a, it, it should pull you out of sin because of his love being poured out on you that he don't judge you because of it. You shouldn't want to sin because of his grace. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right, they didn't like that. So, for certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny and deny and deny and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus. He said, but I want to remind you that you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Isn't that crazy that God sent a man named Moses to pull people out of bondage and God show all types of miracle signs and wonders and yet God killed them too because they didn't believe him. How many people in the church are like that? God has delivered you. God has shown you, has shown you many sides of him. He's done many great things for you. He's done, he keeps opening doors for you, and you still don't believe him. I want you to know that unbelief is a sin. Touch your neighbor and say, unbelief is a sin. All right? So... Defenders of the faith. So Jude is telling us, we got to defend this faith. We got to defend it. Touch your neighbor and say, we got to defend this faith. We got to defend this faith. It's not enough to sing about it, but you got to live about it. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, it's not enough to sing about it. It's not enough to preach about it. It's, you've got to live it. Touch your neighbor and say, live it. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. 3 and 4. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 3. We're talking about defenders of what? faith. I want you to know, I want you to understand that not all attacks come from outside. But most of the attacks come from inside the camp. I think I will. Not all attacks come from outside influences. But some attacks, most attacks that happen in the church come from inside influences. Let's read 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 4. As I urged you, this is Paul talking to Timothy, when I went to Macedonia, Remain in Ephesus. What did Paul tell Timothy to do? Remain in Ephesus. That you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. What did Paul tell Timothy? He said stay in Ephesus to do what? To charge these folks 
Don't teach no other gospel. If Jesus ain't in this gospel, throw it away. Because the foundation of the church of God is Jesus Christ. There's no other foundation. Touch the neighbor and say, there's no other foundation. The only foundation is Jesus the Christ. He is the chief, the Bible said, he is the chief cornerstone. He said, nor, verse 4, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification which is in the faith. He said, don't be, no. That's why I told y'all a few Sundays ago, you can't be listening to everybody that's on Facebook. Because there are strange doctrines that are being taught. And then when you come and hear truth like this, it start making you confused. Let me tell you, I've heard so much and seen so much stuff. I, I've listened to some YouTube videos. Let me tell you, some of y'all need to stay off YouTube listen to all these different preachers and prophets because some of these prophets and preachers and pastors and apostles and bishops, they got different doctrines, and it ain't the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It's the doctrine of devils. That's why, me personally, I don't go to everybody's church. I don't, go, I don't listen to everybody's Facebook live. You know why? Because I don't want to be, I don't want to hear anything that will taint my spirit. And I have heard well-known preachers, well-reputable preachers, and people on Facebook live, I have heard them say some off stuff, and I was like, how many thousands of people have heard that, and you have messed them up because of your wrong interpretation of Scripture? One thing I'm, 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 no, I'm, I'm learning, oh, Jesus, there's two words called exegesis and exegesis. And sometimes in the black church, we have taken scripture out of context and used them. And it don't even... What, how you use it don't even match what. And then you come up with doctrines based off of something that you have extracted from the text. That's how all these denominations came about. Okay, let's keep on. Now look at verse 18 and 20, same chapter. Paul said, Timothy, this charge I commit to you, son, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good war, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. You're going to have issues if you don't stay on the course of this faith. And stay according to the Bible. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Everybody say, stay according to the word of God. The, 2 Timothy 3 and 5. Let's turn there. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere else. I'm not going to get to writing my board like I want to. Uh, 2 Timothy what? Famous scripture. Let's start at one. 
But know this, in the last days, it's going to be perilous times. For men will be lovers of themselves. We're already seeing that, amen? Lovers of money, we see that already, amen? Boasters, we see that. Proud, that means you're prideful. A blasphemers, disobedient to parents, we see that going on, amen? Unthankful, got a lot of that in the body of Christ. Unholy, got a lot of that going on in the body of Christ and out. Uh, unloving, we got a lot of unforgiving, won't forgive nobody but Jesus. Jesus sit up there and died for you, you still won't forgive. Slanderers, without self-control, we got a lot of that in the body of Christ. Brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power, denying that Holy Ghost. And he said, from such people, Paul said, turn away from them. Did you hear what I said? Paul said, turn away from them. You know why? Because a little leaven will infect the whole. It's quiet in here. If someone is gossiping to you in the church, for you to listen to the gossip, you are an accessory to the crime. And when judgment comes, it's going to hit you and you. Nobody should be able to come to you about your leaders. If, if you don't shut it down, then you are an accessory. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.